Good morning. Welcome to this reflection on the God of Prisoners and the Innocent, part of our Lent season of reflections on encountering God in the wilderness. My name is Frank Hines and I am the Planting and Pioneer Network Leader in Church Wigan. The Lord be with you. Our Bible reading is taken from Genesis chapter 39 verses 7 to 23. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, My master does not concern himself with anything in this house. Everything he owns he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. One day he went into the house to attend to his duties, and none of the household servants was inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, Come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her household servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until his master came home. Then she told him this story, that Hebrew slave you brought us came to me to make sport of me, but as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. When his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, This is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, at the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But while Joseph was there in that prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favour in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in that prison, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care, because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. This is the word of the Lord. On September 12, 1973, Wendy Sewell, a 32-year-old legal secretary, was attacked in Bakewell Cemetery and later died from her injuries. A 17-year-old council worker called Stephen Downing, who worked at that cemetery as, as a gardener, was accused of her murder. He had a reading age of 11, but the police made him sign a confession in the absence of a solicitor that he was unable to read. After spending 27 years in prison, Downing was released in 2001 and his conviction overturned in 2002. In the grim annals of miscarriages of justice, Stephen Downing's case is one of the longest in British legal history. Our Bible passage today tells the tale of another young man who suffered a bitter miscarriage of justice. Joseph was a senior slave in the household of a high-ranking Egyptian official called Potiphar. But he was accused of rape by Potiphar's 
scheming and adulterous wife and was sentenced to prison indefinitely for a crime he did not commit. Despite this grievous injustice, Joseph learned some profound lessons during his years of imprisonment that would serve him well in his remarkable later ministry. Here are just three of them. Lesson one, suffering and misfortune are not signs of God's absence. Verse 20 and 21, but while Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness. There is a deep-seated misunderstanding that most of us, including myself, fall into in the interplay between the events of our lives and the presence of God. Suffering feels like abandonment because we have been conditioned to expect the presence of a good God will predispose us to only good experiences. The oldest book of the Bible, Job, shatters that illusion. Life is littered with darkness and disappointment, with pain, with deep pain and unforeseen betrayal. But throughout it all, God will never leave us. The beautiful verses of Romans 8 remind us that nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. We don't know how long Joseph was left languishing in jail. We, we know it was a minimum of two years, but the oldest Jewish sources suggest between 10 and 12 years. There would have been some desperately dark days. His incarceration seemingly interminable, abandoned by his family, friendless and voiceless. And yet the Lord was with him. Lesson number two. Success does not depend on ideal conditions. Verse 23, the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Another thought that delays and constrains God's people is one that we often use for our own comfort. If only I was in more ideal conditions, I would be more effective for God. If only I had a wife, a husband, a job, better health, better education, insert your own. If only I had these things, I would see more success. Success isn't predicated on a range of ideal conditions. It is God's Spirit working through you in exactly the conditions you are currently in. We have very little control over the prevailing conditions of our lives, but we can control our openness to the Spirit. And this, in reality, is the difference between success and failure. Lesson number three. Faithfulness is a response to the next step. Verse 22. Joseph was made responsible for all that was done in the prison. From being uh, sold as a 17-year-old slave to being reunited with his family, Joseph endured 22 tortuous years. It was a repeated cycle of calamity followed by a slow rebuilding. And these periods of rebuilding taught Joseph a deep and profound lesson in faithfulness. As a young boy, he was, he was given great visions of the future. But he, but he had to learn that faithfulness is defined by our response to the next step. Faithfulness is enacted in the moment in our response to the ordinary and even mundane actions that lie in front of us. 
Joseph organized Potiphar's household and then the prison responsibly and diligently because that was the thing being asked of him, his faithfulness in the moment. Future responsibility is built on the, the foundation of present faithfulness. Your current situation may feel like incarceration, waiting in darkness and doubt. You may be the innocent victim of injustice or betrayal. You may have waited for months or even years for the fulfillment of God's promises. If that is you, may you be reminded of these priceless lessons of Joseph. Suffering and misfortune are not signs of God's absence. Your success does not depend on ideal conditions. And faithfulness is a response to the next step. May God bless you and preserve you and have mercy upon you. Let us pray. Lord, we are so bewildered by suffering and pain from injustice, from those times in our lives when we seem to be waiting in darkness and doubt, waiting for the fulfillment of your promises, waiting for the light to break in. Lord, some of us are facing that today. We thank you for the story of Joseph, for the reminders his story gives us of vital truths. We thank you that suffering and misfortune are not signs of your absence, that you are with us always, that nothing, nothing can separate us from the, the love of God. We thank you that our success does not depend on ideal conditions, but being open to your spirit, being willing to be used by your spirit today in whatever place or state we are in. And thank you for the reminder that faithfulness is defined by how I respond to my circumstance, by serving you in whatever I find before me in the next step. May these truths, Lord, live with me and through me in the days and weeks coming. Amen. May you go well this day and throughout this year. Many blessings.